Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This guy in Wharton, Texas, probably said the thing that's right at the top of the list of something you should never say to a police officer. Jason San Miguel reportedly was wanted on burglary charges, and when late last week an officer made contact with him via phone in an effort to get the guy to turn himself in, he said that he would whenever he felt like it. He then suggested to the investigator that the cops would have to find him to arrest him and that he doubted they were up to the challenge. Essentially, daring police to a game of hide-and-seek. He probably should have practiced hiding a bit more before issuing the challenge because police went right to his house and found him in the attic. It was both the first and last place they looked. <laughs> you know, Cliff, if you're going to challenge, yeah. you've got to be a professional hide-and-seeker. <laughs> That's right. You can't amateur it no. by staying in your house. No. That's the Listen. first place the police will look. Yep. Every single time. Well, last night, Cliff, yep. I sat down to watch TV yep. with a gigantic family bag of potato chips. Yep. And I opened that sucker up and it hit me like a bullet. What was that? I got to thinking, if the world ever gets so polluted yep. that we have to buy bags of air to breathe... <laughs> The potato chip companies are yeah. way ahead of the game already, yes. and they'll be the number one seller of air for us to breathe. <laughs> well, Cliff, I read this mm -hmm. morning in the northern Canadian town mm -hmm. of Churchill, a polar bear wandered onto a downtown baseball diamond, yeah. and the bear was tranquilized and taken to a safe place. Okay. Speaking of tranquilizers and baseball, did anybody see the Cardinals <laughs> play last night? It was bad. I saw the box score. I didn't see the game. It got to the place, Cliff. <laughs> yeah. That I wish somebody would just tranquilize them <laughs> and take them to a safe place because it was dangerous on you the mean, ball field for them. You mean them. like at the bottom of the first inning? Oh, mercy. When the Nat scored seven runs? <laughs> it was over before I got my dip out for my chips. <laughs> I'm telling you, I felt sorry for them. I'm like, somebody tra tranquilize this bunch, and let's get them off the field because somebody's going to get hurt by a flying ball before oh, this is all over. And uh, how about those Astros, too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weed officials in the state of Oklahoma say they can attribute some 6,100 deaths over a 17-year period to prescription opioid drugs, and numbers like that will get attorneys involved. The lawsuit against Johnson & Johnson, one of several in that state, and is part of a much larger umbrella of legal action now being taken against drug makers over their marketing practices that could lead to billions of dollars in judgments. Or could it? This particular trial in Norman, Oklahoma, was as complicated as you might expect, lasting over a month, with some 42 witnesses and hundreds of pieces of evidence being entered in the case. The state seeking more than $17 billion in damages, and while they won the case, the amount included in the final verdict is still to be determined, with attorneys for the defendant saying they should get credit for the state settling with other manufacturers 
and an abatement plan they've already agreed to pay for to help those who are addicted. And there is one other thing that's clouding the final judgment, as the judge in the case admitted he made a math error during the trial. A $107 million math error. <laughs> Cleveland County District Judge Thad Balkman says he's thrown that calculator away and won't ever use it again. How come my bank never does that for me, Cliff? Huh? I would love for them to make a $107 oh, yeah. million error. <laughs> They'd want it back, though. Yeah, well, give me a 30-minute head start and let's see if they get it back. A couple of days ago, Cliff, I went grocery shopping and yeah. a gentleman in there, we got to talking and it happened to be his birthday. And I believe he said he was 77 that day and he had been out uh, dancing over the weekend. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. And cool. he danced with a lady. Yeah. That was 101 years old. Wow. Which is pretty impressive. Absolutely. And she called him just a youngster. <laughs> and I bring that up because this morning, Cliff, I read yeah. there's a 101-year-old lady that's working as a greeter at the Texas State Fair. That's cool. Uh, that is cool. And when she's not at the main gate, and that's where she's at doing her job, Yeah. when she's not there, she's at the rodeo. <laughs> she's not... Bucking Broncos. Yes, she say. is. Yes. <laughs> to be that free-spirited, 101. Oh, yeah. I salute her. This is the first I've heard of this. What's that? But apparently, yeah. I believe it's in Arizona. What is it? There's a group of doctors. Mm -hmm. They're petitioning the United States government to require cancer warning labels on cheese packages. <laughs> That's right. Cheese. <laughs> Cheese causes cancer. That's what they believe. Okay. These doctors say that yeah. fatty cheeses pose a breast cancer risk to all of us. Now, they can warn all they want to. I'm just going to tell you this right now. Cliff. Well, yeah. They can warn all you want. <laughs> We're going to eat it anyway. That's right. Because it's cheese. Right. We're going to eat it. Yes. No matter how much they tell us to cut the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to eat it anyway. <laughs> You're giving me a headache. <laughs> I know that out in California they had a 4.5 earthquake yes. on Monday night. And mm -hmm. I'm sure if you live there, even though you go through those quite often, yeah. it's still a little bit scary, no matter what. Right. It has to be because scary. Even, even if you're like, you know, that, that one goes away. And it wasn't the big one. There still is going to be those aftershocks, and you know what those are going to be like. So, and you always worry: is it going to be an aftershock, or is it going right. to be the big one? You're exactly right. And so I thought maybe Cliff. I guess there's somebody out there in charge of all of that to you know try to keep people calm and all of that. I don't know the Department of Calmness. I don't know <laughs> what it would be called out there. I'm going to go with the uh, emergency management people, perhaps. I know they work very closely with some of the scientists working at, like, uh, Caltech and some of the other oh. schools in an effort to, to monitor the faults and try to predict the probability and whatnot. But usually it boils down to emergency management. Okay. Well, I still like the Department, Department of, of Calmness. calmness. <laughs> but I was thinking if I was in yeah. charge of that department, Cliff, yeah. maybe this would be a little little way to you know make it not feel so bad whenever there's an earthquake all those tall skyscrapers they have out in california yeah why don't they put like giant 20 foot googly eyes on them <laughs> and then when the earthquake started the eyes are googling yes 
And then you'll think, well, it's not that bad. Look. Oh, look at that. That's kind of cute, actually. It is kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we'd had more earthquakes here so we could see this more often. Weedball, this resident of Alton, Missouri, understands that delivery drivers do have a certain timetable they need to meet. He'd appreciate not having to see this again. Marcus Wall told the newspaper there he was in his home on Patterson Place around 10.30 Sunday morning when he saw the Amazon delivery truck roll down the street. Now, Sunday delivery is an option for those who can't wait to get their stuff, so he didn't think much of it until he saw the truck not move for a good while. So we took a closer look, and that's when he saw that the drivers who deliver for Amazon are under tremendous pressure to get the work done on time, and sometimes that pressure comes from the morning roadshow department of just in time for breakfast because dude had stopped to pee in his neighbor's bushes. <laughs> By the way, Business Insider magazine reported a year ago on Amazon drivers who sometimes say they have to keep bottles inside their trucks because they don't have time to go pee in the normal way. Mm -mm, you want to safely secure that? <laughs> Tarp straps and yeah, soft the spongy uh -huh. uh, all that uh, all that stuff you pop bubble wrap bubble wrap the that bubble stuff wrap. Up. yeah. Well, if you're forty years old, forty years old or yeah. older, yeah, I'll bet this name you remember very well, Jessica McClure. Jessica McClure, yes, from Midland, Tennessee, uh, Midland, Texas. Yes, isn't that she, when she, she was like. Didn't she fall in a well? That's exactly that right. She was a toddler. Yep. And she fell in a well. Like 18 months old. Was in there yeah. for like 54 or 58 hours. Yeah. That has given me the creeps for 32 <laughs> years. <laughs> I'm telling you, that is horrible. And what year was, did all that happen? 1987. 87. Doesn't seem that long ago. So she's like 33 now. 33, yeah. yeah. 34, something like that. Wow. Yesterday afternoon on TV, yeah. they called him a specialist. And he was talking about the power outages in California. Yeah. How this could cause mm -hmm. a boom in blackout babies. <laughs> now, that's what they called him. Okay. A specialist. So yeah. I'm sitting there watching TV going, yeah. how do you get that reputation as being a specialist <laughs> on something like this? Because basically, he's able to um, predict sexual activity. Is he a specialist as on just the... Outages? Or is, is he a specialist on sexual activity? Making babies. <laughs> I was sitting there going, you're not very specific no, here. No, no. At all. More details. Yes. We need them. The cigarettes are coming. What are you talking about? The cigarettes are coming. The cigarettes are coming. Yes. For? Halloween. No, no, you can't do that. Yeah, we're no, giving them away. We're not, we cannot I, give away cigarettes for Halloween. Yes, we can. We talked no, about we it earlier last week. Oh, you mean candy cigarettes. Yes. Well, of course. Well, I'm glad I ribbed through whatever it was you were trying to say there. They're on their way, Cliff. Someone's bringing us candy cigarettes. Yes. Okay. And yeah. I think, yeah. if memory serves me, yeah. the uh, bubblegum... Cigars. cigars, cool. A case of those. An entire case a, of bubblegum cigars. If, if I these remember, these are all these are all items that are being donated. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, yes, that's they're pretty going to cool. be donated okay. into our uh, Halloween giveaway. And and, I'll, and I still have the uh, wax mustache and uh, my boogers. I'll put those in there too. And zots. And zots. I forgot about the zots. Yes. yes. And so we're going to give that away. Now we talked about a bowl. 
gigantic bowl of candy. Yes. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. with my budget, I couldn't find a bowl that <laughs> fit the parameters of, of my the... checkbook. <laughs> so, so what'd you end up getting? A bucket. So you got a bucket. We're throwing it in a bucket. And somebody's going to well, win it all. I mean, all. it's not the first time we've given away a bucket of crap, so... Well, I would, no, no, that was a different thing. This <laughs> oh, is, okay. I mean, we've used a bucket before. That's I guess true. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Yes. So a bucket would be acceptable. Yes, but let's not call this one the bucket of crap. <laughs> this is the bucket of candy. <laughs> Have you tasted a wax mustache lately? <laughs> no, I can't say that I have. And I can't believe I missed this story, Cliff. What's that? It just now popped up. Yeah. What is it? Taco Bell. Yeah. Did you know they're recalling a bunch of beef? About two million pounds worth of beef. Taco Bell is yeah. having a giant beef recall. Yes. They say that it no. could contain slivers of metal inside the beef. Wow. Yes. Two million pounds. Yes. An ounce or two of... Actual real beef? Yeah, it might be in there too. we got to get that out. <laughs> As you well know, Cliff, the Thunderbolts have their opening game That's for right. the hockey season. At the Ford Center, Saturday night. That's exactly right. Yes. And... I don't know if they're going to have this room there at the Ford Center, yeah. but I think it's a pretty good idea. because What, what uh, room are you talking about? Well, it's called the Rage Room. The Rage Room. And the Philadelphia Flyers oh, have this. Oh, that's where you can go in and break stuff. Yes. <laughs> I remember now. Yes. Yeah. That would be cool for the Thunderbolts to do. To have a room where people could go in and break stuff. Yes. Is there for like a fee for doing that? $35. Or? Okay. You get to go in the room. It's got all kinds of stuff in there, and yeah. they pick out what it is. Yeah. And for five minutes, yeah. you get to grab a hockey stick they supply you and break anything in there you want. Really? Yes. Now, that would be beautiful. That I could... I could have used one of these rooms was, last was, night watching the Cardinal would, game. Oh, you mean, well, and if you had to swing something to break things, in that case, it would be a broom. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. You know, we could have that here. The Rage Room? The Rage Room here at the radio station. You think so? Yeah. In fact, that big room right next to us where all the expensive equipment is, yes. we could use that for the Rage Room. And swing a mic stand? Yeah, with the, one of those big weighted ends, oh, yeah. you know, so they don't fall over. Yeah, that'd be good. We could totally do that. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. And you know, I think on the hockey part of it, Glenn, yeah. if you wanted to spend more than 35 bucks and help out the team, yeah. give them 100 bucks. Well, what could you do for 100 bucks? They'll probably let you go out and pick everybody's teeth up off the ice from the first period. <laughs> right before they run the Zamboni. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to drive that. Oh, my that. goodness. Drive the Zamboni? Oh, yeah. It's on my bucket list. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. And the question today is, okay. how long can you stay on hold with customer service before you say, forget this mess and hang up? Cliff, how long would it be for you, on oh, average? Oh, on average. I'd probably eight minutes, maybe ten. All right. Eight to ten minutes for Cliff. Yeah. All right. The average person starts getting annoyed right around the three-and-a-half-minute mark. <laughs> really? That's when the annoyance starts. And then we gradually get madder yeah. and madder yeah. for another eight minutes Okay. before we finally hang up 10 minutes and 54 seconds into being on hold. <laughs> You're pretty close to being normal there, okay. Cliff. Well, you know, that's a long time since anyone's accused me of that. I, well, I'm accusing you this morning. <laughs> and also, Cliff, yeah. we interact with customer service people. Yeah. Including phone calls, emails, and yes. such. Yeah. 
roughly once every three days. Really? For a grand total of 125 times a year on average. Um, I can't, I'm trying to remember. I call the bank every once in a while. Do you get emails or anything from and, um Yeah. I mean, I don't, not, I mean not a, thing, a lot of things I reach out for, I get a lot of stuff passed to me from certain businesses and whatnot. And, you know, you probably don't know this about me, but I have a history in working in that industry because... For several years, I did telephone tech support for compact computers. Talked to over 60,000 people. Seriously? One at a time. And so when you talk about how many minutes they're on hold, and by the way, if you're on hold for 11 minutes and you hang up, they call that an abandon. They can track that data in their phone system, and they try to avoid that. I've talked to some folks that I don't believe really want right. to avoid that. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I right. think so, and, too. And, and now... That a lot of that has moved to another country, the actual phone conversation. I'd really just do it. I'd rather do a chat thing online. Type it out. Um, I would too. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. But all of that. Yep. Including the sixty thousand folks that Cliff has chatted with, <laughs> you can take straight to the bank. Cliff, anything said today? Brazers of the day. Start with number three, the Department of Calmness. <laughs> they say cheese causes cancer. But no matter how much they tell us to cut the cheese, I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, the number one morning roadshow phrase for today references our uh, pending candy thing. Let's not call it a bucket of crap. <laughs> our pending candy thing? Isn't that what it is? Halloween candy? That just doesn't sound right with thing, though, in there. Well, I don't know. Go smoke a bubblegum cigar and ponder the question. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.